Hi, I'm Edward Sree, and welcome to All Things Catholic, where real faith meets real life. So you're driving down the highway on a beautiful day, or you're running errands in your car around your town, and then suddenly it happens. That little yellow light comes on, that yellow light on your dashboard, that yellow light known as the check engine light. You see that light go on and your heart sinks because you know it's telling you that there's a significant problem uh, potentially with your car, that you need to get your engine checked out. It's an urgent matter. You got to look into this or there could be more serious problems with your car. Well, if you've ever had that experience of seeing that check engine light go on and then you have to go take care of this this issue with your car quickly, I, I would suggest that there's a parallel in the spiritual life that God gives us a check engine light in our soul. And it's an experience that many of us have. Sometimes we have it every week, maybe every day, every once in a while in life. It may happen where you notice you're anxious about something. You're really anxious about something. You're not just concerned. You're not just thinking something through. You're you're, you're anxious about it. It's really weighing on you. Uh, There's this tension in your soul. You're you're not at peace and, and, and you've got this anxiety overtaking you. Anxiety is never from God. Now, being concerned, thinking through you know, life and solving problems, uh, dealing with difficulties, that, that's all good. Have genuine, healthy concern for things is a part of prudence. It's virtuous to do that. It's okay to be worried about things and to think about them. But when it crosses the line into anxiety where we really lose our interior peace, it's a sign that something's off. It's like the check engine light going off in our soul. Why am I so anxious? Why am I so worried about it? Why can't I stop thinking about this problem or this difficulty or this fear about what's going to happen in the future and how it's all going to work out, whether it's a relationship, a job, something going on in my marriage, something going on with one of my kids. I'm just anxious. Why am I anxious? Oftentimes it's a sign that we're too attached to something that I'm clinging on to a certain plan that I have for my life, and I'm not trusting God with my life. And God may be touching that part of my soul and and kind of pointing out to me, surrender it to me, trust me, I'll take care of you. Maybe uh, maybe I'm worried about the future, and I'm anxious about the future. You know, maybe God is trying to, to invite me to trust him and to surrender to him his loving care for me. So when, whenever we experience those moments of anxiety, and most of us do from time to time, I think of it as the check engine light going on. God is trying to do something in our soul. He wants us to live in his peace. He wants to give us peace. So we need to look deeper. And, and the wonderful St. Thomas Aquinas breaks down so beautifully uh, why we become anxious, like what are the roots of that anxiety, and then how we can overcome it and live in Jesus's peace. So that's what we're going to talk about today. Jesus said, do not be anxious. We're going to talk about why he says that. How do we overcome anxiety? How do we find Jesus's peace? That's what we're going to talk about in this week's podcast. So welcome to All Things Catholic. I'm your host, Edward Sri. I just got back from visiting EWTN, the wonderful studios there, to be on some shows talking about actually my new book on the virtues. So we'll pray for EWTN. They're, they're just, just having celebrated their 40th anniversary. Isn't it incredible? This wonderful ministry that has blessed 
hundreds of thousands, millions of souls around the world, around the world for 40 years now. God bless Mother Angelica uh, and all the good people uh, who've served at EWTN throughout the years and are continuing to serve there now. We'll, we'll continue to pray for them. But I have a question for all of you. Do, do any of you participate in a small group? Like, do you have like maybe a men's group or a women's group or maybe you're in a Bible study? you know, at your parish or just with a bunch of friends, or maybe you're in a young adult group or a campus ministry group or something in, you know, a group in your parish. If you, if you have a small group, I'd love to come visit your group this year. I'd love to come visit in person. Hope that can work out someday too. But I'm talking about coming and visiting your group virtually. I've been doing these over the last year, ever since COVID, and I'm reopening these virtual small group events uh, starting here in this fall and going into 2022, uh, where I can come visit your group uh, online for 30, I'll give a, a, for an hour, I'll do like a maybe 30 minute talk on a wide variety of topics. You can pick which topic you want to, me to present on. And then we have time for Q&A, time for discussion, time to get to know you a little bit and hear about your group. And I, I sometimes we'll do just a one session uh, meeting with a group or I'll do like a series, like a three-part series where we'll take a theme and, you know, maybe do a three-part Bible study together or uh, look at the theme like like we've been talking about on the podcast on some of the virtues or I've done themes on marriage or uh, parenting, uh, dating relationships, you name it. So you can go to my website and you'll see all the different topics that I regularly speak on. Uh, But I'd love to come visit your group. And if you'd like to learn more, you can go to my website, edwardsri.com. That's edwardsri.com and check out uh, my virtual events. The the easiest way to just request information is you can just email my office directly. You can email us at events.edwardsri at gmail.com. That's events.edwardsri at gmail.com. And we'll get back to you. I'd love to come visit your group here as we're now taking bookings for, for the fall and going into 2022. But let's turn back to this theme of anxiety. Why? Why do we get anxious? Well, St. Thomas Aquinas, in his typical wonderful wisdom on human nature, <laughs> sees that there's two main reasons we get anxious. We, we become anxious over the concerns of this world, you know, whether it's my health or relationships or my job, my career, my finances, do I have enough money? And uh, we, we become anxious over the things of this world. We also become anxious over the future. So these are the two main areas where we, we have anxiety. So let, let's tackle the first first area, the genuine concern for the things of this world. It's good to be concerned about your finances. It's good to put together a budget. It's good to think about where we can get money for that big expenditure. Uh, it's good to think about how can I advance my career? How can I grow in my profession? Those are all good things. It's good to think about how can how can I cultivate this relationship if I'm interested in this girl and we're dating and I want to win her heart. It's good to prudently think through these things. It's good to think about how do I raise my kids? How do I discipline them? How do I work with this child that's having a little more problems? And uh, it's good to apply our mind to all these things. Genuine concern is good. We're not called to have a an akuta matata spirituality, if you will. It's just like, well, I'll just carefree, whatever happens. No, no, it's good to apply our mind. That's part of prudence. But St. Thomas Aquinas says that we can fall into a sinful worry uh, where it becomes anxious. Uh, we become anxious. It becomes sinful in three ways. So we want to watch out for these three things. Uh, first of all, this is like, again, the signs of the check engine light going on. If, if we find ourselves worrying about the things of this world, 
in, in the sense that we seek those things as ends in themselves, he says. Now, I want to explain what that means. It just means like if I, if I view something as the be-all and end-all of my life, like this is, this is the source of my happiness. I simply cannot be happy if I don't get this. I think this is my main purpose, my main goal in life. And all of us Christians, if we're really committed Christians, we would say, of course, God is the final end. He's the true end, the true purpose, the source of all my happiness. We would acknowledge that. We would we would nod to that. We would get that answer right on a quiz. What's the source of all happiness? Jesus, right? We get all that, that right. And yet, when we just live day to day, we sometimes like think like this project at work, it has to actually work. It has to go. I have to be so successful at this project. And, and if I'm not successful, my, I'm going to be so embarrassed and uh, I, my life is going to be miserable. And I, I put all my eggs in this one basket of this project or this job or this position. You know, I have to have this success, you know, or maybe you see this with so many young people. You know, they, they fall in love with someone and, they, and they're so attached. It has to be this girl. It has to be this guy. And this relationship absolutely has to work out. Now, it's, it's wonderful to fall in love and to hope and to, you know, to, to, you know, to try to make the relationship work. But when we, we think that this one other person is going to be the source of our happiness, we're going to be very disappointed. That person's not God. Uh, we, we, we think, I have to live in this city. Or I have to have this amount of money. You know, anytime we, we, we put those kinds of things and we make them, you know, like uh, our end, what's going to happen is we're going to be anxious about them. And that's a sign that like, so if we notice we're, we're anxious, like I want my child to succeed in this thing, in this sport or this activity or this school, whatever, you know, and then he, he, he's struggling a little bit. I'm anxious about that. That's a sign that I'm a little too invested, a little too attached to this dream I have for my child, <laughs> you know, and I'm not putting my trust in God. I'm putting my trust in this dream to give me happiness. So if you ever notice that anxiety around something you really desire, you really want this, that's uh, a sign that your, your priorities are off. You're putting this thing, this person, this relationship or whatever, this project, you're, you're putting this before God. A second thing Aquinas says is a sign of, of, of our concern for things of this world falling in, into sin uh, it's when we're distracted from spiritual goods, when we're so concerned, so preoccupied about what's right in front of us there that that we're distracted from pursuing spiritual goods like prayer, the sacraments, holiness, God. <laughs> so it, it, when we notice ourselves, like I, I, all I do is think about this thing. Even when I go to prayer, I'm just thinking about this person or I'm thinking about this problem or I'm thinking about this opportunity uh, and I'm just distracted and I could be so preoccupied that sometimes I even forget to pray about, <laughs> to pray about the thing I'm worried about, like to bring it to God. I remember one time many years ago, I remember with one of my spiritual directors, I was, I was really worried about something and trying to decide what to do. I had to make a big decision and I drew up my pro and con list and I was talking to a lot of friends. What should I do? I was just anxious about this decision. Uh, and I, and I went to my, my spiritual director and I'm telling this priest all about, oh, well, what about this? If I do this and then, you know, maybe this won't work out, but if I do this, then I have this problem over here. I'm not sure what to do. And I keep going back and forth and, and he just sat there 
quietly, kind of smiling as I was sharing with them all my pro and con list and sharing with them my fears about if I do A and my, my worries about if I end up doing B. And, uh, and he's just sitting there kind of just, just smiling a little bit. And then finally, after I just ranted for you know five, seven minutes, just nonstop talking, he finally just stops and he says, so Ted, have you prayed about this? <laughs> and I was like, Oh, um, yeah, 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 of course. I prayed about it. He says, no, 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 Ted. Have you really, really prayed about this? And he got me. He could just tell. He could tell I was anxious. I was too anxious about this decision, too anxious about what would happen if I did A and what would happen if I did did B. He could tell that I hadn't really gone to the Lord with it. I might have said some prayers. I might have talked to God about it briefly, like, Jesus, help me make a good decision. Show me what to do. But I didn't really just sit quietly with the Lord and entrust this decision to him and listen to him and allow him to guide me instead of me wanting to control everything so that I would just make the perfect decision. Uh, he really called me on that. And, that. and that's, I think, what happens sometimes is we can be so concerned about something that it distracts us from the spiritual goods. A third thing Aquinas says that is a sign that our, we we're too concerned, we're concerned in a sinful way, is when we are afraid that we will lack what we need that you know we're doing something in life like I'm raising my my family and and I'm just worried I'm so anxious that we're just not going to have enough money uh, I don't know where the money's going to come from I'm just so anxious about it that that's a sign that again something is off that's like the check engine light going on right I'm not going to have enough time uh I, I'm not I'm not going to have enough you know energy to do this or resources like I just like God's not going to provide for me that's the fear that I have you know, I think in this in this point, the Rolling Stones may have it right, and they they probably didn't get many things right. But but there was one line I remember from some song a long time ago: "You can't always get what you want, but you'll get what you need." <laughs> uh, and I don't think they were trying to make a profound spiritual point there. So please, no, I don't often quote the Rolling Stones as a spiritual source. Uh, but uh, but on the, this point, Aquinas does make this point that we we might have certain desires. I want this. I mean, I could think about that. You, you know, I think about relationships I had been in in the past, certain dating relationships, and I was just crushed when the relationship didn't work out. And it was only later in life I could look back and I would say, wow, I'm so thankful that that relationship didn't work out. <laughs> uh, that person's really good and, you know, wonderful, wish them well. But like, we, we, we just weren't compatible, wouldn't have worked well, you know, the, this, the, this relationship. And there, but in the moment, I just thought I had to have this. Or I can remember thinking about at different moments in my career, I have to be able to do this and I really want to do this. And then when I wasn't able to do this, I was crushed and worried and disappointed. But then I looked back and I realized, oh, I'm so thankful I didn't go down that road. The Lord protected me because there was something better over here that he had in store for me. You know, I think that's why Jesus says in Matthew 6, 25, he says, do not be anxious. Don't be anxious about what you shall eat or what you shall drink. He can go on. If he were here today, he said, do not be anxious about what you shall eat, what you shall drink, how you will pay your mortgage, about what 
school you're going to send your kids to. Don't be anxious about that child with that behavioral problem. Don't be anxious about that relationship that you're in right now. <laughs> I think you just go give that big list, and, and he culminates this whole teaching in the Sermon on the Mount. In Matthew 6, verses 25 through 34, just go read those verses. Matthew chapter 6, verses 25 through 34, but the climax in verse 33, he says, seek first the kingdom of God, and all these things shall be granted to you as well. In other words, if you put Jesus first, you really put him first in life, he, he'll sort everything else out. If you really seek him and you really trust him, then all the other things, you know, you worry about your finances, worry about your career, worry about this relationship, worried about this child, worried about your health, all those other things will, I mean, you may not get what you want, but God's going to provide for you. He's going to care for you. And he's going to actually give you something better. That's what Aquinas actually goes on to say. He says, oftentimes when we're too attached to something and then we're anxious, it's a sign of God. He's wanting to heal us of that attachment and we're clinging to what we want because he wants our hands open wide because he has something better for us, something better that we can't see, something magnificent for us. You know, it, it it might still involve suffering and sorrow and disappointment, but there's some good spiritual good that he always wants to give us. There's something profound he wants to do in our spiritual life, perhaps. There's always something good if we seek first the kingdom of God. All right, I want to close with one last theme, anxiety over the future. That's the other area Aquinas says that we can fall into anxiety. And isn't this fun, by the way? I just love how he just breaks it down. Okay, so you can be anxious over the things of this world, and and that's sinful in three ways. If you are you know, view these things as the be-all and end-all, your final end, final goal and purpose and source of happiness, or if it distracts you from the spiritual goods of life, or if you are too worried that God's not going to be there for you to provide for your basic needs and, you know— uh, those are all the signs of the check engine light going off and telling you something's off. You need to work on this. But there's a, another thing he says is, and that's anxiety over the future. That's another area we can fall into anxiety. And Aquinas says that, you know, the future isn't the, isn't where we're called to, to live. He doesn't say this exactly, but I, I was just talking with a good friend of mine, Jeanette Bankovic, about this. And she she mentioned a priest that early in her life said that the, you know there's two demons that that keep you from living in the present moment, two demons. There's the demons that get you to go to the past, the demons that ask, you know, you know, I I wish I had done this, you know, or I I would have done this differently, and and they just get you to regret the past and the decisions you made in the past or what happened to you in the past, and that keeps you from living in the present. But then there's the other demon that just gets you to live in the future all the time. And that's the demon of what if. What if this happens? And what if this doesn't work out? And what if this occurs in life? You know, and, and that that's not that's not reality. That's just a hypothetical in your head. Now, don't get me wrong, it's good to be prudent and you know, think a couple moves ahead in life. But when you're anxious about the future, it's it's a sign again of the check engine light going off. Something's off in your soul. You're too attached. To something. You're clinging on to some vision for your life and not having your arms truly open to what God might want for you. Uh, something's off. You know, Aquinas uh, brings this point out that if you're, if you're worried over the vintage in the summer, he says, then you're needlessly worried now over things you will need to be worried about in the future. And it distracts you from your present endeavors. 
And what does he mean by this? You know, okay, so normally you 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 know you're picking the grapes and you know in the fall, the vintage, not in the midst of the hot summer. And so if you're worried about the vintage in the summertime, that's not the time to be worried about the vintage right now. You, 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 that's, there will be a time when you need to be concerned about that. That's later in the fall. But if I'm worried about something in the fall right now in the summer, then I'm not able to give the best of my mind and energy and attention and love to, to the responsibilities God's giving me right now. And I know that can happen with me. I know sometimes I can, you know, my wife always, always says, you know, I don't play the what if game because <laughs> I'm often doing this. I'm often living in the future. I'm thinking, well, what if this and what if this? And she says, I don't want to get anxious about something that might or might not happen in the future. I don't play the what if game. And uh, she she often quotes this, um, something she read a while ago in um in a spiritual book. And I'm going to paraphrase it here. I think I've quoted this actually before in this podcast a couple of years ago. Uh, if you worry about the future now, you may not have the grace to deal with it now. But if it does come to be, you will have the grace to deal with it when you need it. Do you follow that point? You know, in other words, like I'm worried about something that might happen in the future. But it hasn't happened yet. And so because it's not a reality right now, God hasn't given me the grace to deal with that cross or that change or that difficulty or whatever it is I'm worried about that might happen. It's not a reality yet, so I don't have the grace to deal with it right now. If it comes to pass and my worst fears come true, well, in that moment, God will give me the grace to deal with it. But right now, it's not a reality, and I don't have the grace to deal with it. So if I'm worrying about it now, I'm just going to get myself into a big, anxious, downward spiral. <laughs> uh, I'm going to make things worse. Uh, I'm going to quote you something. I, I quote this in the in my book on the virtues. It's from a beautiful spiritual reflection book many of you may have heard of called In Conversation with God, Daily Meditations. comes out from, from Scepter Press. Uh, it says that the spiritual writer says in this book, if we worry about the future now, we shoulder a burden without yet having received the grace God would give to enable us to carry it. And, and I want to read that again. If I worry about the future now, I'm going to shoulder a burden without yet having received the grace God would give to enable me to carry it. It's just going to be fruitless worry. It's only going to increase my anxiety because it's not a reality yet. So my wife, I call her Lady Wisdom. She often reminds me of these important truths that I teach about and write about and all, but it's another thing to live them. Uh, I can often play the what-if game. <laughs> so um, let, let's let's live in the present. Let's not dwell in the past. Let's not dwell in a, an imaginary future. Let's you know think through things you know and be prepared but never be anxious about the future because it distracts me from giving the best of myself to my wife, to my children, and most of all, to my God right now here in the present. So I hope I hope this has been helpful to understand the roots of our anxiety. We could be anxious over the things and concerns of this world too much. We can be anxious over the future. What we want to do is be men and women that truly surrender to the Lord. If I had to, to pick an image and a Bible quote, uh, uh, that sums up like what to do. So this is the practical point. How do we overcome our anxiety? I would pick the image of that idea of clinging. You know, when I have that check engine light going on and and I'm anxious, I notice I'm anxious about something. I'm losing my inner peace about something. That's a sign that I'm clinging too much to something. 
I'm, I'm clinging to something I want from my life. And, and God wants me to just open my hands, open my arms wide and trust that he's going to give me what I need to trust that he, he has something. If, if I don't get what I'm clinging on to, what I'm grasping after, that he has something better in store for me. Do I really believe that my father in heaven loves me and wants to help me, you know, and, and provide for me? Do I really believe that? So I, I want to have that image of I'm, I'm probably clinging. I need to open my hands, open my arms and trust him more. The second thing would be the Bible verse. Here's the Bible verse to keep in mind. Romans 8, 28. It's always great to go back to that verse. In all things, God works for good with those who love him. In all things. So no matter what's happening right now, no matter what might happen in the future, I need to trust that in all things, God really does work for good. Even if it's hard, even if it involves a lot of suffering and intense cross, God is in charge of the universe and he uses even the sufferings and trials of this world to bring good in my soul to help me grow in love, to grow in trust, to grow in patience, to grow in surrender. All those things are good. No matter what happens in all things, God will work for good in those who love him. Thanks for listening. And again, if you want to contact me about coming to visit your group for one of those virtual events where I could do a little small group Bible study with with your group online and take time to answer questions and all, um, reach out to me at events.edwards3 at gmail.com. That's events.edwardsri at gmail.com. Also check out my website. There's information about those virtual events at edwards3.com. That's edwardsri.com. And you can always reach me on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. God bless.